0: Hello and welcome back to the Business Success Podcast with myself Adriana and
1: Jonathan Keeble.
0: Um thank you very much for tuning in and watching and listening. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about um human resources, HR, and why for a lot of businesses it really should be a much bigger focus than it is. Um HR is obviously very important in any business, isn't it? It's about your people.
1: I'm surprised, in actual you. fact, actually, um, how HR gets uh, booted down there. Yeah. Down, 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 sort of the the level of importance or the the to do. Everyone's very keen about um, you know starting your business because we all start off as. Um, entrepreneurs Mm. and um, and then obviously, you know, we look at the technical side and then how do we manage that business? And we focus very much on that, Mm. but we don't spend enough time actually thinking about how to improve our people.
0: Yeah.
1: And so HR plays a really important part of that. And I think a lot of people do one or two things. They either wing it Mm. or they actually try and outsource it.
0: Yeah.
1: And by sometimes outsourcing, what they do is they actually, they're giving away control or understanding of actually how to run their people. Mm. And they may only use HR when there's a problem um, or there's a grievance being being placed, you know, or being made. So the thing is, HR is, is very much about people. It's also about employment law. And that's where a lot of businesses get stuck. Okay. And uh, and where they actually don't actually have the right information, mm. and where they can get themselves into a lot a lot of trouble. Yes. Also, there's uh, there's uh, policies that need to be implemented because everyone needs to have an understanding when they come into work what the rules of the game are. Yeah. All right. And um, that's
0: why contracts are important.
1: Exactly. And contracts. So, what's yeah. expected? And if you're employing someone, um, it only makes sense that you get a contract of employment done. Okay. Um, uh, and th- that actually lays out what the rules are. And if you've got a a team, you know, you should also have a staff handbook. Yeah. And, uh, of course, by having sort of the, you know, a focus on the people, because we're coming out of, um, um, uh, you know, with the COVID
0: mm.
1: um, and the issues with that. And we had furlough and we've actually had a lot of people who've, who've not worked for some time then come back into work and they've probably either forgotten or they've brought in bad habits or they want to change their, their role. Mm. And, and and a lot of businesses, and it's not helped with Brexit either, um, that a lot of businesses are finding it hard to actually get their people back into doing the job role and that engaged. they initially did before mm. COVID. Yeah. And what with Brexit, and we haven't got... Um, a vast number of, of people from overseas helping us mm. uh, in employment, what we're finding is that it's really hard to find the right people for the right jobs. Yes. And that, that's particularly with the trades. Yeah. You know, we've if seen try, that. Exactly. You try to find an electrician or a plumber or a roofer, mm. a tiler, you know, a carpenter, a mm. plumber. Mm. All these sort of people are like gold dust. Yeah. And, um, of course, companies who want to actually grow, they can't necessarily find extra people in those trades. Yeah. Um, so they're thinking about what shall I do and then I think I've got to train someone you just can't train someone that quickly in a trade so going down the apprenticeship route is a good good idea Mm -hmm. but obviously what people are doing they're going too fast and the apprenticeship is is not actually resolving the immediate Immediate. uh, demand for the Mm. for the work you know and so forth so when you're looking at um, HR you know it is about getting the people right yeah but it's also about following employment law yeah the policies are the rules of the game yeah the contracts is so both sides actually know um, what the rules of the game yeah, are what's and how expected. they should exactly yeah. what is ex- expected of them and then obviously if things go um, wrong you know um, what companies need to do is actually investigate what is going wrong and nip things in the bud before it gets too too far down the road and and bad practice becomes the norm. Mm. So always investigate bad practice, have appraisals in place. And um, if you have to go down the disciplinary route, then you should do that. And I'm quite amazed how a number of companies will give a verbal warning, Mm. but they actually don't document it anywhere. They should just write it on a piece of paper. I gave a verbal warning for this reason yeah. on such a date yeah. and put it in the file. So when you do the appraisal, you can bring it out and see whether that person's improved so on, that, on that topic. Yes. You know, And then obviously, if they don't improve, you can go down, you know, the written warning, which, you know, if, if someone has a, a written warning, it's got to be for... A good reason all right and that normally stays on your on your on your file for six months mm. uh, then uh, if need be that can go to um, a final written warning which you could stay on your file for you know a year to two years sure. before you go down the disciplinary stage mm. but certainly um statutory wise when you're actually looking at what is required you know um you've really got to have sort of um disciplinary procedures in place uh, and the rules in place mm-hmm. um, you also must have information about pensions um, and obviously a grievance procedure and also a health and safety policy in place now these mm-hmm. are things that you must have in every business
0: no matter uh, how small the business is yeah you've to got get to, get to have it in place
1: you've got to have those in place yeah and, um, and and certainly if you've got five employees on health and safety you have to have that in writing okay so these are things that you required by statute okay um, by law and then um, there's 17 contractual,
0: wow, uh,
1: policies that you should have in place. Gosh. Now I've done your contract of employment. Yes. Now this is some time. This is six it, years ago. Yeah. Right. Could you remember any of them? Any, 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 any. Um, you know,
0: any of the policies. Any of the
1: policies you put in your contract of employment. Can you remember any?
0: Um, a few. Well, yes. Broadly, um, social media policy.
1: Oh, nice. And you're you been a marketeer. Mm. What do you think about that one? What do you think you are allowed to do and not allowed to do? Now, that's a hard one. You really can't even remember question. it, can
0: you? I really should read my contract. I again. know,
1: but I mean, certainly on social, uh, uh, you know, the social policy one. Yeah. Obviously, um, a company would want wouldn't want their staff posting derogatory comments yeah. or bad pictures or anything that would actually bring Come the company back to the business in disrepute yes. and so forth. Yeah. on social media, so yes. it's really quite important and. In this day and age, we've all got, um, we've all got uh, mobile phones, mm. and um, we're all taking pictures. Yes, we're all posting on on Facebook. Yeah. And it's really important that you have that policy in place to make sure that the company is not being misrepre- misrepresented. Totally. Um, you know, outside working hours yeah, and definitely. or even in working hours, mm. you know. So you've got to have that policy in yes. place. Go on, give us another one.
0: Social media is so um, public as well. I mean, I've seen real life examples of when um, an employee in their personal time, on their personal socials, had made really <laughs> not nice negative comment on something and then it got right back to their employer and they went through the whole disciplinary process and they ended up you know being let go from that company just because like you said it it really impacted the business because that's exactly what you said you're representing the business doesn't matter whether it's in person or on social media so great um another policy um working for competitor
1: oh that's a good one that's
0: major conflict of interest
1: that is. And uh, it's a breach of confidentiality um, and confidence. Yes. And um, and obviously, if you're doing that without the employer's knowledge, mm. uh, that is deemed as gross misconduct. Yes. So that, in actual fact, would go straight into a disciplinary. Yeah. Because in actual fact, when you have a contract of employment, you it will say in your contract of employment, if it's written up properly, mm. that you should be working solely for the company you're employed with. And uh, should you wish to do anything outside that may be in conflict, the company should know first.
0: Definitely. And can you, cho- you know, with all these policies, social media policy, um, work for competitors, you've got things in there like theft, gross misconduct, unauthorized absence, those kind of things. Can you pick and choose what you put into your contracts? or so are there certain things that you have to have in every employer contract or there's stuff that you would suggest that everybody has? Or all those things you would.
1: Really, really good question. I mean
0: it can First be of as all, detailed d- or as little as it as you, you make it really. Yeah, it?
1: certainly in the contract, I, I certainly in the contract of employment, you must have the disciplinary, the rules. um, You must have the, in the information about pensions. Yeah. You must have about a grievance policy. You must have about health and safety. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, you've got these seventeen other. Um, yes contractual policies that you should be looking into mm. which would be great to get it it can be referred to in your contract employment but referred in more detail in your staff handbook yes. and so forth and then you've got another 44 um uh, policies not
0: to scare anyone no no
1: policies <laughs> you've got a number four so you've got you got you got four you need by statute okay yeah. you've got you got 17 that are contractual. Yeah. Okay. And you've got 44 non-contractual that are worth putting in as well. Yes. Because that actually gives people direction or mm. right, as to what they need to do. Yeah. And um for my for, for for my advice really is is um is is really look at what you got mm. and see if it's fit for for, for use, so, I mean, what we do is we, we do go into companies and we audit them
0: Review and we the... just
1: check the, to see what they've got. And mm. the beauty of the way we operate is that uh, we and a lot of HR companies work differently, but we never tie anyone into a contract with us. No. So in actual fact, you pay us for the work we do. Yeah. All right. And if you don't need it, you
0: don't mm.
1: don't use us. So then we're always um, available at the end of a phone. And uh, sometimes it's just about asking a simple question yeah. and getting a simple answer mm. back. Uh, But the most important thing, I think every business should make sure they've got a good contract of employment. And it's the same when you actually take on a a subcontractor. You must have a subcontractor's agreement. And one thing that um, a a number of businesses don't really understand is that uh, when they take on an apprentice... Um, they get an apprentice agreement between them and the pre- apprentice provider. Yeah. But what they need to do on p- behalf of their own company mm. is create an apprentice agreement with the person yeah. who's the apprentice.
0: Don't just rely on the one that you've been provided by the not
1: not by the the, the the apprentice provider. No. You've got to, as a company, you're taking that person on. You're giving them employment rights and so forth. So you should give them uh, an apprentice agreement yes. and so forth. And that is that protects them that protects the company Mm -hmm. and it gives a lot of um reassurance that both of you understand actually how you should operate going into the future
0: why do you think hr because this is all very very important stuff why do you think hr does fall to the bottom of the list for a lot of business owners or even you know some business owners bury their head in the sand with this kind of thing is it because it seems such a complicated beast or you know there's lots of legal aspects to it
1: I think a lot of it is you don't know what you don't know. And because business owners and and businesses are so busy, they don't have the capacity sometimes to take on new information and understand new information. And if you think about it, people are your most important asset in the business. And um, you really need to sort of give them guidance. So when they turn up to work, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so simple thing is have they got a job role Um, and, is it is it clear? Have they got a job title and have they got a job role? Mm. So when they come into work, do they actually know if they're coming at nine o'clock? What do they do yeah. instead of first hour milling about, making a cup of coffee, and wondering yeah. what to, you know, and creating the workload for them yes. for them, for themselves sort of thing? So I think what it is is we've we've, we've we're coming out of COVID. We're coming through some difficult times and so forth, and we're coming into sort of a, a labour market where we're not always getting the people that we want Mm. um and we haven't got the time to train them and so forth so we're afraid to actually manage what we've already got in 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 case they leave yeah all right and we're afraid of people leaving us because they think well we're finding it difficult to get someone coming into the business and then we'd have to train them we haven't got the time to do that so let's keep with what we've got and so what you're seeing is we've seen a, a a growth of 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 uh, disengaged people coming mm. into the business uh, who are already in the business, and we're finding in actual fact that um, um, a lot of those people, all right, are underperforming. Yeah, and all they need to do is have a bit of clarity, and yep. the best way to do it is sit down and have an appraisal with them mm. and say to them, look. Let's go and look at your job role again. Mm. Uh, what's in that job role? We might need to amend it. Mm. You know, things have changed. You know, a lot of things have changed after, after COVID. But let's let's go through your job role and, and work through your week, your yeah. day, you know. Just um, make
0: it simple as that. That's yeah, a good place and, to start. And, and don't
1: be afraid to put KPIs involved, you know, key performance indicators nice. involved. Nice, like you those, know? yeah. Yeah, just to give direction. Sure. Because in actual fact, if people are performing well, mm then you know it mm. because you can measure it. You should praise them and yes. you should reward them. Yeah. There's nothing worse than people actually doing very well and, and and being neglected. No. So in actual fact, if you understand what your your team are doing and you know what per, uh, good performance looks like, mm. that's great. If you also know that they're not performing, then you know in actual fact what you need to do to actually get them up yeah. you know, to perform properly. So I think it's really important because there's nothing worse than you know, uh, you know, having good performing people mm. who are not getting praised, and they're looking at people who aren't performing well, yeah. and nothing's been done about them.
0: Yeah, where's you the know? value in that for them? Well, the, none, really. Yeah, there's no
1: motivation no, going, is there? Not. No, so, so it's,
0: it's providing clarity for your employees. Also, covering the businesses back in the event that something did happen, you've actually covered it all in your contracts and your policies, yeah. which you see time and time again that a lot of businesses just haven't, and it's too late by that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really important stuff.
1: Go on. How do you define motivation?
0: How do I in, define motivation? In uh, what personally? Yeah, yeah.
1: In, in business, how do you see motivation in
0: business? Um, I see. I love it when we know,
1: we don't prep these things. So I love no. it you Just throw it in. It's
0: like a, a vague question. <sighs> how do I see motivation? <laughs> For me, um, yeah.
1: what does motivation mean to you?
0: Well, it definitely means feeling valued, yeah, definitely. Like it. 100%, and but, we do. I think uh, uh, it, HR is all about the building a culture within your business as well. Yeah. And a really big part of our culture is sitting down, reviewing what we're doing, what's gone well, what's not gone well, almost on a daily basis. So, And we do give credit to each other where credit's due, and we're very open with our, our feedback and um, our praise. So that's massive in terms of motivation. I also think it's important to be really passionate about what you do. Um, I think like you said, a lot of people are just so disengaged with, um, their job roles, but perhaps that's just because they're not clear on what the role is, but if you're really passionate about what you do and you're doing something you love, then the motivation's kind of almost a given, um, just because it is, isn't it? It's what you want to do. You want to, you want to wake up and go to work and saying that that's a massive part of it as well do you do you wake up and dread going to work for whatever reason because there's no clarity because things are in chaos or do you wake up and you get excited to go to work you know to see your team members to to get stuck in to feel a sense of responsibility and ownership for for the things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis that's what motivation is to me it's, it's having that responsibility the ownership for certain things um and also As a marketing and HR agency, we are genuinely responsible for uh, our clients, almost like their success, the customers they get in, their online presence. So I think there's a a sense of accountability as well, which you have to have in your business if you want to keep your team motivated and actually making progress every day.
1: Do you know what? That's just such an excellent answer.
0: I did waffle on, I think. No, no. (laughs) That
1: was like brilliant. Uh That was brilliant. And in actual fact, um, wish I'd asked you that question at the beginning.
0: Oh well, no, because you so this, set me up. All right. No, Brett. I did
1: think you you answered that perfectly. That was just great. That was great HR answer, and uh, oh I wouldn't goodness. change anything you said there. So no. that was brilliant. But one of the things I think that um, we like doing um, in HR anyway mm. is um, um, we like actually coming in and helping and. And, and getting involved. Yes. So we don't just, we're not at the end of the phone yeah. and so forth. So if you there's an issue, team. we like being part of the team, Definitely. but also we like educating the team yes. as to what needs to be done. Yeah. So in actual fact, we're empowering the team for the next opportunity uh, that comes along where they could do it themselves mm. and just be guided really by us. Really good point. You know? And so we very much in, enjoy, you know, uh, getting involved, you know, personally and educating people. Because one of the key things is if you have uh um and i'll leave with this one if you if you have a situation where you need to be investigated mm. that needs to be investigated uh that may lead to a disciplinary it's so important to get the investigation right okay. um because you need to get all the facts on the table before yeah. you take it to a disciplinary because yeah. if you don't the chances are it could go to appeal
0: yeah and it could right. damage your business you know exactly. long-term short term. so i think it is important yes there's a lot of things to HR, really important, I think, to work with someone like yourself who does it day in, day out, really cares about becoming a part of your team, um, just to, to protect yourself, to protect the business, but also it gives business owners, I feel watching you do your HR work, you give business owners the confidence then to be the leaders that they want to be within the business because they know that they've got things in place, the policies in place, they're really confident with that. And then they can work on being a really good leader for their employees. So I think the HR is fundamental to any business. And it's just trying to get people to understand the importance of that, I think, is is what we,
1: we're A- here H- to do. HR is all about put people first. Yeah. You know, get them to perform better. Yes. But most important, recognise them. Yeah. And if they're not performing well, you know, encourage them to do so and put a performance improvement plan in place. Because yeah. quite frankly, I always think a performance improvement plan should be for everybody. Yeah. It should be inclusive, not just for those who are not performing. Yes. Because at the end of the day, all of us, mm. including you and me, yeah. we can always do better.
0: We have uh, one every year.
1: We do. I mean, I, I give you a performance improvement yeah. plan and you give do me our one.
0: reviews, our 360 yeah. reviews, our appraisals, part of our culture. And we yeah, expect that.
1: trouble is I'm here and you're up here again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far I, I can push you further up. <laughs> you know improving your performance you know i, know, what I, you know what I mean but oh
0: god yeah no there there's, is, there always way, things there's always things we on. can
1: improve upon Definitely. anyway so yeah that's really good but um, and it's
0: never a negative to be on that kind of improvement plan it's all because we care about our our employees we want you to be the best you can be we see potential in you let's get you to where we think you can be and, and give you the support to do that so never see those kind of things as a negative is, is my leaving point
1: okay well thank you very much
0: brilliant thank you jonathan really interesting discussion on hr I really did enjoy that. Thank you very much. (laughs) So just remember
1: on HR, whatever you do, invest in your people, Mm. put people first and take the time out to actually motivate them, improve them and reward them.
0: Well said. Thanks, Jonathan. And thank you for watching and listening.